Welcome to the Unpacking Sunday podcast, where we take a deeper look at what God is speaking to you, to our church, and to the world around us. So grab a coffee, sit back, and let's unpack it together. All right, Luke, we are here together. Mike. It's Luke and Mike. I love it. It's been a lot of Luke and Josh as of late. Oh my gosh, yeah, that... That gets old quick, hey? Okay? <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. you. You definitely let us know that too, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Are you sure we want to do this again? Again? Yeah. No, last <laughs> week again? was a treat. Oh. I was in the room, remember? Oh, yeah, you were. That's I right. said. You were. Hey, why don't you guys do it? Right, because we're talking about worship. That's true. That's yeah, true. But That's true. this we always... week, Josh has given, his wife has given birth. That is true. He did not give birth. No, no. He was just a warm hand an innocent bystander yeah supporting the traumatic the experience yes. of human birth wow yes. it can be it can, it can be it can be that it can be yeah i a friend of one of my parents broke their leg giving birth so they had an epidural and then had to change beds and so the nurse asked them to get out of bed but they don't have any feeling in the bottom half of their oh, body and they word. broke their leg getting out of bed and then had to deliver the baby with a broken leg luckily they had had an epidural this is a lot of information really quick in the podcast it's intense and what they maybe needed was a savior which is what we talked about this week i like how you brought that back yeah i'm bringing it home yeah you really are you really are so this week we talked about luke chapter two tell us what happened right so this is the story of how the angels a host of angels which i googled I was like, what does the Hebrew say about a host? This is a word. A heavenly host. A heavenly host. And the what I got was a lot. It's a lot of angels. It's a lot. Which was vague, of course. Yeah. I was hoping for, like, you know, close to a number. Like, is this, what are we talking here? A thousand? Yeah. Five thousand? You know, so it's a lot of angels. But a host, yeah, that's what the, that's what the biblical scholars say. It's a lot. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what we're going to go with. A host of angels appeared um, and one angel in particular, which they assume potentially was Gabriel, I guess, um, is speaking to the shepherds, letting them know that the sign is here, that Mm. the Savior has come, and that they should go to Bethlehem and see. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I love how, um, I think Landry had spoke about this years ago, just how the idea of what we know as dark is very different from what they knew as dark. Mm. So... These shepherds in a field, maybe they had had a fire, maybe not, um, but they were in like utter darkness if there was no fire because they didn't have electricity. Right. So this idea of a glorious host of angels showing up, it right. would have, it would have been, I think, yeah, it would Crazy. have been extreme. Yeah, yeah. So very, very it would hurt your eyes. Yeah, yeah, hurt your brain. Yeah, yeah. You know. So. That's true. It would have been very dark. Very dark. Like some of the street lights are out right now on my street, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's really dark. Yeah. It's, have you ever been in so dark, like outside, where you can't see your hand? You can't, your yeah, face? that's crazy. That's it's just this idea of light and darkness, right? And mm-hmm. I, and even in Genesis, they talk about in creation how God says, like, I, we're going to make light and dark as a sign for you for you to understand the difference between good and evil. And that's mm. just, yeah, just that imagery. There's such potent imagery there. Right. But, yeah. And so the big idea is that a savior has come. Mm-hmm. That like even though we are still messed up and mm-hmm. rebellious, 
mm-hmm. that like we can find great joy in this good news that a savior is here mm-hmm. that like there is the fulfill like this fulfillment that we can come into right relationship with God once and for all mm-hmm. so it's good news that we heard I think on Sunday totally and that's literally the interpretation of the word gospel mm-hmm. is good news and the reason why it's good news is not because we need to be have all our ducks in a row you know, have all our stuff together, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's that, you know, whatever state of brokenness you're in, God can deal with it. He can, right. he wants to deal with it and he wants to bring you into healing and fullness and wholeness. So right. that is very good news. Yeah. We were talking before we recorded, mm-hmm. you don't get cleaned up to take a bath. You don't. Right. So just however you are, just show up. Yeah. Right. And God will take you however you are. Right. In the midst of your mess. Yeah. Uh, how many times did you shower? Oh, oh my gosh. Yesterday, Mike. <clears throat> You're bringing this up. <laughs> so, because before we recorded this, Luke said that analogy, you don't get cleaned up to take a bath. Right. And I said, well, I did have three showers yesterday. <laughs> That's, that is very clean. That is, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, there you go. Sorry, I, I couldn't help. I couldn't help myself there. But the, no, it all true. just made sense though. Like yes. one before you come to work, yeah, and then like I was lounging around at home, but then I had to go out, so I felt like I needed to have another shower. Yeah, then I went to the steam room, so then you need to have another shower. Okay, yeah. So that the, you know yeah. very much makes very yeah. much sense. Like I wasn't just like, you're sitting around sure. like, well, it's that time again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little it's a little warm in here I yeah have better yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it wasn't like that okay okay so but we're hearing this awesome good news and mm-hmm. you brought up this point before mm-hmm. we started chatting on here mm-hmm. of something from Genesis that you wanted to talk about yes well yeah. as we were talking about um, and it goes back to this idea of covering about and how you alluded yesterday how we're talking about the gospel and the good news and how when um God had to eject Adam and Eve from the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, he, firstly, he took the skin of an animal mm-hmm. uh, to cover them. And I just think that imagery is so crazy. It's so beautiful. And, and, but, and it's the image of atonement and of covering. But also while that God would, that was the introduction of death. Because no one had nothing had died at that point. This was very early on, right? So it was God in this covenant of, well, I don't know if you want to call it covenant, but was this like image of covering them in an animal skin and the sacrifice that was required, mm. but also the um, contrast between their human attempts at covering mm. and what they could find was these leaves that they sewed together and how pathetic that would have seemed and how actually for them to be covered required death Hmm. and it required them to actually then be covered by something that was last would actually be able to be durable and be able to protect them from the elements and protect them from a life outside of the garden. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that that's such beautiful, profound imagery of our feeble attempts are like sewing leaves together. Right. But we can't obviously do it on our own and God needs to intervene with the shedding of blood through Christ then to cover us so that we are then prepared, you know, to live a life um, of newness and restorativeness and Mm -hmm. covering. So, yeah, I just thought that's beautiful. Yeah, and then that's now what we've received in Christ, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually a covering. Mm-hmm. It's not like, 
we suddenly haven't sinned or we don't sin anymore, mm-hmm. but it's that when God sees us, yes. he sees us through the blood of Christ. That's right. Right? There's this covering over our life. For sure. Like a protection almost over For our sure. life that when he sees us, he actually sees the work of Jesus. Yeah. And not like our sinfulness. And I think that's so important, that communication of how God's glory and his holiness when we are exposed to it, when we are not covered, so if you're living in sin and you aren't covered by the blood, if you aren't covered by Christ's atonement, like, that would burn away. It would be destroyed. It would Mm. be um, annihilated in a sense, you know? And that's why uh, God needs, he takes this idea of sin needs to be removed from his presence Mm. or covered by the blood of Jesus. So, so yeah, so it's like, I think so often it's looked at as that salvation is taking something away or in a sense or that kind of thing or to the world it looks like that but it's like no people who don't know Jesus aren't covered they're exposed and that's why God can't be present because his glory would then um, yeah it would it would be judgment the judgment the wrath that would happen with just him being present mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing so yeah so the blood of Christ is that covering and that atonement which I thought is such a cool image it makes the good news really good mm-hmm. when you look at it like this because mm-hmm. actually you didn't deserve it mm-hmm. like you didn't like get cleaned up to earn it mm-hmm. but it's like this was just a gift given to whoever would receive was that like the work of Jesus would cover your imperfection it would mm-hmm. cover like all of your shortcomings mm-hmm. what a gift of grace mm-hmm. right when the alternative is that all of who i am is exposed to a perfectly holy god mm-hmm. and i bear the wrath of what i earn for myself mm-hmm. or just in an act of grace i can receive this free gift absolutely it makes the good news really good yeah and unbelievable like yes. some, like it, it's too simple right mm-hmm. yeah. sometimes it's like oh it's that's how good it is mm-hmm. right on Sunday, we also talked about this idea of like where Jesus was placed. Do you remember what we were saying on Sunday? Like when he was born, mm-hmm. they placed him in. Uh, yeah, and it, it was yeah, this, yeah the image of a manger. Yeah, and I, I say image, but I just am blown away time and time again that through Scripture, how through the way stories develop, God. It is, it is foreshadowing. It is image. You know, this, um, how, how it's that picture of him providing. It's provision mm-hmm. of Christ being the provision for that. And I loved how, yeah, you were saying, like, this is for the animals that live in that barn, this is their place of salvation, really. Mm-hmm. It's how, where they, everything that they need and where they will always be able to come back and find is in this manger. It is in this mm-hmm. trough for feeding. Mm-hmm. So the, it's profound that that is where the place of where Christ as a babe was laid and, Mm -hmm. and yeah, how that image is for us that he is our provision. He is our salvation through, you know, and that idea of the savior of the Messiah Mm -hmm. coming was a fulfillment of the promise. So, and yeah, so it it is, it's such, it's so humble, Mm -hmm. but it is so, um, yeah, it's so big and real and, what we need and it speaks to like what jesus came to accomplish mm-hmm. that like the first thing that scripture says is that he was placed there we don't know how the exact moments played out like mary's a new mom she's probably holding him for a second mm-hmm. or whatever but the first thing that we hear mm-hmm. or the first position of jesus is available to us mm-hmm. 
the very first thing, mm-hmm. even as an infant, as a newborn baby, is he's placed in this position where for all who would receive, we would get what we need. Mm-hmm. It's like quite profound. Mm-hmm. And so even I know our life groups are going to be discussing this, but when is a time in your life, Luke, if you would share with us, where you have found God to be that for you, to be this nourish- nourishing food or this like this provider mm-hmm. you needed something mm-hmm. if we're going to say he's everything that we need mm-hmm. share a time of, in your life that w- it was like that mm-hmm. I think there's so many um, I think in my relationship with God I've you know as you look back through how he is always drawing you into a place of nearness but in my human state and my relationship with him I find it's I I am able to come to him and get closer to grow in my walk in stages I think so Mm. um, I would say that like this year has probably and it makes sense if you're doing a stage it has been the year of um, just the nearest I've ever been to God Mm. and and in the sense of him calling me to depth in my walk with him mm-hmm. and how um, he is, re- I'm really in a, in a stage of calling out out of a place of wanting to grow in my knowledge of the word mm-hmm. and, and knowing in my own shortcomings, how I've struggled with that growing up with, you know, um, learning disabilities and dyslexia and everything that um, scriptural study has always been an issue for an area where I've always longed for that, but um, but realizing in my own limitations and then just kind of not really wanting to pursue that because of my own limitations, but calling out for help and just saying like, Lord, I really need you to help me in this. And then really seeing that, like, you know, his him answering those prayers mm. where I'm just really in a season of, I can't get enough of the word. I can't, I, I'm, feel like I'm growing in leaps and bounds in my understanding of what mm-hmm. God's wanting to communicate through his word. And so, yeah, I would say like presently, um, just how I've walked through, um, such seasons of ministry where I felt near burnout. I felt, um, that I'm tapped, you know, that, and that my output definitely was, um, unbalanced to my input. Mm. And so, um, and I even see how God has used learning that lesson, those lessons, and allowing for me to walk through those seasons where I get to a point of almost desperation of saying, like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm functioning off of old revelation or something like that. And so I'm just in a season now where I'm feeling like this, just this depth and this beauty of, of leaning into um, the wonders of what God has spoken to us through the word. And so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would say that I, I'm kind of in the thick of that, and it's just, uh, it's like I'm in a personal revival right now, hmm. and and it's, uh, yeah, it's really, it's a real answer to prayer. So yeah, so I just really, really love Jesus, and I mm-hmm. want to know Him and make Him known. That's kind right. of where I'm at. So yeah, yeah. And so, how do we walk with people? Like even, so there was a charge on Sunday, like you just ended by saying, make to make it known, mm-hmm. but also the realization that so many people um, like 
rightfully so or not, we're very hard on ourselves mm-hmm. and we think that we're not worthy to come to God, mm-hmm. right? Whether wow. that's as Christians or like this thing, this God thing seems too much for me, right? Mm-hmm. How do we walk with people in that? Well, I think like the first major step is, is to identify who in your life God is brought to you. Hmm. I think it's really easy to overcomplicate this and to think, you know, it's like the world is lost. I, as a Christian, need to be telling the world. And Hmm. it's like, no, really what it's coming down to is that God is bringing certain people into your life. Hmm. And we don't, we have handfuls of people that we're dealing with, you know, some more than others, but Hmm. on average, you have probably about five or six people Hmm. that um, are, you're in relationship with, trust is being built there. Hmm. So I would say the first step is highlight who those people are and then begin praying for them. Begin praying that the Lord would soften their hearts and that would give you opportunity to be ministering to those people that are in hmm. your life right now. Hmm. And so as we can begin to picture those people and be praying for them and, and saying, Lord, like I want to, but knowing that, you know, if, if I like get a milk crate and stand in front of my friend's front of my house who isn't a believer, there's a very good possibility I have a one-time chance and then they're not going to like me or trust Mm -hmm. me anymore. But if I can be praying and looking for opportunity and really just using my testimony, how God is working, and speaking candidly about that to them, to those people. So, I have a friend who uh, I'm getting quite close with. We play disc golf a lot and he's Mm -hmm. not a believer. And so, I just am throwing out how... God is answering prayer. These profound things. Listen, this is crazy. This is listen. What God did to my, in my life? Like this is mm-hmm. crazy. I was praying for this thing. I was praying for this, and this happened. Like that's wild. Isn't that wild? You know, like the, mm-hmm. and it's like it's the word of our testimony is the weapon. That's what it says. Mm-hmm. You know, in Revelation is that it's the word of our testimony is the big. And so it's like yeah, it's like your people, your friends, your peers are not looking for a five point sermon. They're mm-hmm. what they're looking for is real stories how God is impacting your life and and be offering to pray. Let let prayer be something that can be. Um, right there and then mm-hmm. offer to pray for somebody and then even pray for them in that moment. Mm-hmm. It's okay if it's awkward. You know, these sorts mm-hmm. of things. It's like allow for natural conversation. Welcome Jesus into that. Let his name be on your lips as you're talking to your friends. And I feel like those are seeds being planted. And mm-hmm. I feel like those are practical things, how we can be evangelizing to our people. Yeah. I love that you're talking about sharing like what God is doing in your life right now. Because mm-hmm. so often, even when we think about our testimony, we think like, oh, I have to share my salvation story. Right. Right. And that maybe there's a time mm-hmm. and place for you to share that. Yeah. But I think at the same time, when we always go back to that, we do a disservice because it leaves this gap of like, oh, so God saved you and he hasn't really done much in your right. life since then. Right. So I love that you're saying like, oh, I just share with my friend, like, I prayed about this and this happened. Mm -hmm. And I really think that that's actually what we should do. That's our testimony. Mm -hmm. When people say, what's my, what's your testimony? It's the last great thing God did in your life. Mm -hmm. How's God real for you today? Yeah. How's he expressing himself in your life today? Right. And so don't put your, this pressure on of like having to have a 15 minute story of like how you met Jesus, which that's profound. And that's so helpful Mm -hmm. in certain situations. Mm -hmm. But what people want to hear is like, how is God? Yeah. Real. How Mm -hmm. is he relevant? Like, what's the point right. of still following him? Right, for sure. It's because he's still real. For sure. Today. Yeah. And so, I think that will speak volumes mm-hmm. to people as well. I think we just have to, like, make, place a relationship with Jesus in a more kind of, like, casual manner in conversation mm-hmm. and let it be a natural part of who you are. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, this person, they accept you as a friend. 
So part of who you are is you are a lover and a believer of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So let that be part of who you are with them and then begin to see how that impacts your relationship with them. And what I also like that you said is you said you just speak candidly about it, Mm -hmm. which means to me, when I hear you say that, at least Mm -hmm. it means like, I'm just going to say it like it is. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to dress it up, but I'm also not going to downplay it either. No, no. I'm not going to be like, I'm sorry if this offends you. Yeah, no, we don't need to do that. Yeah, no, no. It's like, dude, uh, yeah, I would be be like, in real, recently I was having a conversation with him and just telling him how, um, oh, I can't even remember what the story was, but it was amazing. And he was like, that's really wild (laughs) that, 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 that happened. You know, like he's, Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to, he didn't want to say like, that's really wild how God's moving in your life. But he, mm-hmm. like, in his own language was like, that is kind of crazy. And I'm like, right? <laughs> right? Right? Like, so so those sorts of things are, um, yeah, God is very aware of relationship. He's very aware of situations that are awkward. Like, he's, you know, we often think that God's like, I don't care if it's embarrassing. And no, it's like, no, I think there he will provide opportunity for those things to be natural and beautiful. Mm. Um, but I think that element that is so often lacked is that I of, of asking and praying for that situation and also, um, having in the back of your mind, things that you could be sharing, could, right. you know, those sorts of things. So I would, Oh yeah, I remember what it was is we were, he had asked something about my family and I had mentioned that my brother passed away when I was young. And then I just kind of started talking about this story about how, when, um, I was on the ferry traveling to the Island, um, that, um, I was obviously heartbroken and there was a really, really intense storm and it was the last ferry. It was late at night and I had a dream. And in that dream, I was singing a song about my brother mm-hmm. dancing uh, in heaven because my mm-hmm. brother had um, disabilities and, you know, this, uh, um, yeah. So he, he it was, walking was hard for me. He had really bad depth perception and everything like that. So this idea of dancing and worshiping mm-hmm. and I'm like, and I woke up. And I sang that song about mm. my brother being with Jesus and dancing in heaven. And mm-hmm. and we're just talking about how I was just so grateful that God provided that dream for right. me. And then we're just talking about dreams and, and just kind of sharing these kind of other crazy dreams that I've had. And then and just bringing that in and how God has often communicated to me through dreams and how I sang the song from this dream at my brother's wedding. Mm. And it, it was he was just kind of blown away by yeah. this thing of... The Holy mm. Spirit ministering to me and speaking is just, yeah, so just using story, you know? Right. And yeah. Yeah. So just getting super practical, and as we're mm-hmm. bringing this to an end, mm-hmm. as we're in the Christmas season, anticipating the coming of Jesus, mm-hmm. and also in this season, we are going to be surrounded by friends and family that maybe we're not typically surrounded with, or maybe in, maybe more than usual. Mm-hmm. What are some super practical ways mm-hmm. that I can um, share my faith this season? Mm-hmm. How and like so, bringing in all that we've talked about the last couple weeks and mm-hmm. the, what we're talking about today. Give us like one or two things that I could be watching for mm. or prepared for mm-hmm. this season. Yeah, it's 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 tricky with family and situations, especially if there's like if there's tension there in relationship. So. We do have to be careful, you know, it's like, you know, if if you feel in a moment that is imperative that you say something that you know could potentially trigger a relative or a sibling who may have trauma or may have um, 
you know, issues with religion or with church or whatever, it's, it's, we do have to be sensitive to that. And I would say like, be very careful because we don't, we don't want to burn bridges by, by, especially in those situations, by introducing God into a situation. So I would say really be praying and asking the Holy Spirit for guidance and wisdom in those situations, because we want to be a support and a loving person who is stable for our family and for those relationships that can, where there can be tension. But I would say, first and foremost, one of the best ways that you can do it is if you're hearing someone talk about things that are hard in their life, things that they're dealing with, that they're struggling with, one, don't be afraid to say, I'm going to be praying for you for that. And two, actually be praying for those things. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that those sorts of situations. And so maybe not in that moment or laying on hands and praying. Like if, if it works, if that situation, if you don't think you're going to like, you know, freak somebody out. But like, I would say two, yes, say you're going to pray to pray and then even follow up about it. I've been praying for you. Have you seen a difference in this? Those are, I think that's one mm-hmm. of the best ways that we do it. You can't, a person's not going to stop you or ask you not to pray about something. They mm-hmm. may roll their eyes about it, but mm-hmm. I think if you could one, let it happen and two, actually follow up and see how God's worked in that situation. I think that's a one real practical way. Hmm. So, so, as we're wrapping up, um, maybe you could just even pray for our church, mm-hmm. right? That we for would sure. be prepared for this season. For sure, I will. Father, we're so grateful that we uh, we have your Holy Spirit, who is our helper, who is our that voice that provides wisdom, who uh, is softening those sharp edges at times in relationship, who's softening hearts were hardened, especially in the season where we're gathering with friends and family. Father, we just pray for extra wisdom. We pray for a nearness of your Holy Spirit, for sensitivity to those situations where we could interject the realities of who you are in our own lives. Uh, Give us uh, examples and memories of how um, you have answered prayer, how you're working. Uh, remind us, God, to be lifting up our families, be lifting up our friends and those uh, relationships, Father, that we can um, be expectant of situations where we can be sharing our faith, sharing the real things that you're up to in our own lives. Uh, Father, I pray that you give courage, uh, that you would, uh, where people are discouraged or feel frustrated, that you would bring peace to those situations. And Lord, we just pray that you fill our hearts with love and empathy, that we can see our family members through your eyes. Give us new eyes to see them, that we can um, see them with your eyes, Father, that our hearts would break for the things that break your heart, and that we would just be um, at a place of peace in those moments, Father, that we can speak your love, be filled with your love. And um, Holy Spirit, would you come and breathe on those situations where there's family dinners, where whatever it is, where we're we're gathered with people who either uh, don't know you, have once known you or turned away, or are asking questions. We just pray for your wisdom and your peace. In your wonderful and holy name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. Have a good week. Unpacking Sunday is a podcast of Caribou Road Christian Fellowship Church. If you're interested in more information, please check out our website at www.crcfchurch.com.